0: Welcome to the PartCast, Episode 5, Coming Out in the Child Welfare System, Part 1. The PartCast is a weekly series that brings evidence-informed child welfare practice to life by highlighting literature reviews from the Particle Archive. I'm your host, Matthew Hollingshead. This PartCast explores the challenges of coming out as an LGBTQ youth in the child welfare system. It also highlights areas of practical concern for child welfare practitioners as they work with youth who are experiencing the coming out process. The Ontario Human Rights Code protects people who identify as lesbian, gay, transgendered or questioning, or LGBTQ. However, discrimination against members of these groups has a long history and remains widespread throughout public service systems. Heterosexism, the idea that heterosexuality is normal and morally preferable to all other sexual identities, underlies this history. Unlike homophobia, which is typically more visible and overt, heterosexist thinking frequently operates subconsciously. It is apparent in the language that is used or avoided when describing LGBTQ people, in the range of services or lack thereof that take the unique needs of LGBTQ people into account, and in the ways that LGBTQ people are made to feel welcome or excluded by a particular agency, program, or staff member. Heterosexism represents a serious threat to the safety and well-being of LGBTQ youth in care. For example, research from the healthcare sector has shown that heterosexism and homophobia among service providers often lead LGBTQ people to focus more on surviving the system than on receiving the best services possible. For an overview of the terms and concepts that are covered in this partcast, please see the accompanying particle on the part-website. Heterosexism in the Child Welfare System The marginalized status of LGBTQ youth has been a traditional factor in their admission to care. Three basic profiles of child welfare-involved LGBTQ youth are identified in the literature. 1. Youth enter the child welfare system after being forced from their family of origin due to the discovery or disclosure of their LGBTQ identity. 2. LGBTQ youth who leave, are rejected, or removed from their homes for reasons that may or may not be related to an issue related to their sexual orientation or gender identity. And 3. Youth who become aware of their LGBTQ identity while in the child welfare system. LGBTQ youth have tended to be older when entering care, a factor which complicates permanency plans and placement stability. The lack of specific resources, training, and expertise around LGBTQ issues in the child welfare system has been suggested as a reason why LGBTQ youth are particularly vulnerable to repeated movement and unstable placements. Perceptions that LGBTQ youth in care are difficult due to their age and the issues that accompany living with the effects of homophobia and heterosexism further exacerbate these concerns. As a system that reinforces mainstream thinking and regulates, quote, acceptable morality, the child welfare system is well positioned to promote heterosexism. It is only recently that social institutions have begun to openly recognize LGBTQ people as being among their service users. Despite the important inroads to equal treatment that have been made, for example through the promotion of anti-oppressive child welfare practice in Ontario, the history and organization of social institutions, including those in the child welfare sector, has largely ignored or been hostile towards LGBTQ identities. Gender and sexuality What's the difference? Gender and sexuality are two ideas that are frequently confused. The following terms will help to clarify the differences between the two. Gender identity is an individual's basic internal self-concept of being male or female and is not related to the biological sexes of man and woman. Gender expression is the way that an individual represents their gender identity to other people. This includes characteristics such as clothing, voice, or hairstyles. Sexual orientation is the way that a person thinks about their emotional, romantic, and sexual attractions to people of the same gender, the other gender, or of either gender. (coughs) Sexual behavior refers to the specific sexual acts that an individual performs and is not necessarily related to sexual orientation. For example, a person who identifies as heterosexual may have engaged in same-sex behaviors in the past. On the other hand, People who identify as gay or lesbian may also engage in opposite-sex behaviors. Although conclusive research on the subject is limited, it is believed that a person's internal sense of gender identity develops sometime between birth and the age of three. However, the external gender expressions that accompany the male and female roles must be learned and by the ages of five to six years old, children have a strong sense of socially acceptable gender expressions. Coming Out What is Coming Out? Coming Out refers to an individual's decision to identify as a member of the LGBTQ community, either publicly or to themselves. Coming Out is not a one-time event. It is a lifelong process of identity formation and self-acceptance that takes a different shape for every person. The Coming Out process is an important time for LGBTQ youth as it correlates with the other developmental processes of adolescence. The way in which peers, family members, and professionals react to a young person who comes out will have a serious impact upon their self-esteem and self-perception. Ideally, a person is able to control how a public disclosure will take place. However, this is not always possible. Connection to heterosexism Coming out is a risky process. It requires an individual to expose themselves, or to react to an unplanned exposure, in a society that in many ways continues to stigmatize their identity and devalue who they are. LGBTQ youth are not only at risk of experiencing discrimination, they are also substantially more likely to experience verbal assaults and physical violence than their heterosexual peers. It has also been well established that the pressures of being surrounded by homophobia and heterosexism make LGBTQ people significantly more likely to experience mental health issues, substance abuse, and homelessness. As LGBTQ youth come out to their families, friends, and others, they also risk facing rejection, ostracization, and isolation from the people who would typically support them during difficult times in their lives. Because of these dangers, LGBTQ youth must make daily decisions about how much information they are willing to share about their identities and with who. Constant exposure to harmful messages regarding the worth of LGBTQ people as human beings can seriously impact their willingness to seek support from others and can also be deeply internalized. This seriously complicates regular developmental processes. Decades of advocacy by the LGBTQ community and the subsequent increase in services for LGBTQ people have coincided with an increase in the number of young people who come out during adolescence, a time when they are still dependent on their parents and engaged in the processes of developing as individuals. In the past, LGBTQ people typically came out when they were older, less dependent upon their families, and had developed firmer senses of who they were as individuals. Though there are still many serious risks associated with coming out as an adult, it is believed that adults are generally better prepared to face the challenges that would come. Lacking the internal and external resources available to adults, It is feared that LGBTQ youth may be at high risk for depression, suicide, and leaving their homes. It is not always within their developmental grasp to have faith in the belief that the family and social stresses and tensions brought about by their disclosure will actually pass. LGBTQ Child Development Theory Most child welfare practitioners learn about child and adolescent development from a heterosexist perspective. That is, Frameworks that assume heterosexuality as the default. These developmental models do not examine the formation of LGBTQ identities or account for the ways in which youth must cope with the stressors that accompany a marginalized social position. One model of gay and adolescent development proposes four adjustment phases that occur in tandem with the more traditional processes of adolescence. These include... 1. Sensitization. Discovering Same-Sex Feelings of Attraction 2. Identity Confusion Reacting to the Same-Sex Attraction 3. Identity Assumption Discovering that one is lesbian or gay 4. Commitment Adopting a Gay or Lesbian Identity Despite the prevalence of implicit heterosexism in traditional models of human development, they are all concerned with the formation of identity and the development of social skills. The developmental model outlined here encourages practitioners to consider the unique stresses and challenges of sexually marginalized development without allowing the youth's gender or sexual identity to become the whole identity. Considering Culture and Religion Cultural and religious traditions can significantly impact the ways in which youth experience coming out, particularly if the communities built around those traditions are deeply connected to heterosexist ideals. For example, a recent Canadian study found that racialized young people are unlikely to have even one person with whom they can discuss LGBTQ issues, The inaccessibility of supports within some cultural and religious communities is reflected in the high degree of isolation that LGBTQ youth experience, as well as the increased likelihood that they will abuse substances or engage in other risky coping behaviors. Practitioners can provide support by helping youth to determine if coming out is a safe option and worth the risks of isolation from friends and family. Practitioners can also connect themselves and youth with religious or culturally specific LGBTQ support groups in their area. PFLAG Canada maintains a comprehensive list of such groups at www.pflagcanada.ca. Privacy and the Right to Not Disclose Young people have the right to not disclose their LGBTQ identity to child welfare workers or other professionals. And may choose not to do so until they feel safe and comfortable youths often feel out relationships with professionals or otherwise in subtle ways to determine potential responses if they were to come out one study of disclosures to child welfare practitioners in the u.s found that the youth paid close attention to the kinds of language that professionals used for cues to unspoken beliefs and assumptions it is also common for youth to share their sexual and gender identities with some professionals but not with others. They may also wish to keep their LGBTQ identity from other youth in order to maintain their place in social pecking orders that form in schools, residential care facilities, and other institutional settings. Although it is important for professionals to acknowledge the degree of trust implicit in such disclosures, it is not always necessary for the disclosure to be included in official service files. Professionals who know a youth's sexual identity have a great deal of influence over the coming-out process, given that they are able to disclose the youth's sexual or gender identity to anybody in the system. For example, electronic service files and disclosures in open court effectively allow professionals to out a youth without prior discussion or permission. Key Points from the Literature Canadian culture and the institutions that have developed from it are based in heterosexist values that favor heterosexuality over other sexual identities. The coming out process is only necessary because LGBTQ identities are not viewed as normal. Coming out is a highly personal, lifelong, and risky process. It puts LGBTQ people at a higher risk for experiencing mental health issues, substance abuse, homelessness, and placement disruptions. Youth have the right to disclose, or to not disclose, their LGBTQ identity as they see fit. When a practitioner records a disclosure in official files, or shares a disclosure with other professionals, they undermine the ability of youth to control their own process of coming out. The existence of such records presupposes that all subsequent professionals who have access to this information are not heterosexist or homophobic. You've been listening to The PartCast, Episode 5, coming out in the Child Welfare System, Part 1. The PartCast is produced by Practice and Research Together, a membership-based organization that promotes the understanding and use of evidence-informed practice at all levels of the child welfare system. For more information about this episode's topic, The PartCast, or Practice and Research Together, please visit www.partcanada.org. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Part E-I-P. That's PARTEIP. That's P A R T E I P. Thanks for listening.